to Night Swims, a podcast hosted by two idiots who think they know everything about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. I am your host, uh, Douglas Green, followed by the other host, Jackson Houston, uh, Raleigh, as we call him. Um, yeah, it's a, I would say a, uh, a tropical stormy Sunday morning. Wouldn't you say? It's very, it's got that vibe. But uh, we're here to bring you a new mystery or conspiracy. Or strange phenomena. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm just here talking to myself, I guess. <laughs> you good? You don't want to talk? You too shy. And we're a minute in of you just talking by yourself. Oh. All right. Well, thank you, thank you for that warm intro. Yes, we are here. It's raining. Um, we were. Cristobal is in full swing. Half happy um, Sunday. Oh yeah. Got a busy day of doing absolutely nothing. I got homework. I probably should do some. Probably. Yeah, I'm probably gonna. I'll do all the other crap I have to do tomorrow. I have to do four quizzes today. Ew. Yeah. <coughs> all right. Well. Um. Uh, real quick, I just wanna. I want to um, thank anybody that's new. Thank uh, you. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know the chances of anybody new listening, but hey, if you are, welcome. And the Well, you, hopefully if they're new, they're not starting with this episode. Okay, well, if you're... If you're new, stop it and go back to Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, go that way. If you don't, we're not really, going to say Really anything. observe like yeah. how we've changed. How we've evolved. Time. We've gone through... Wow, I think Robert the Doll got some... Bad plays. It's probably because you said how bad it was. Yeah. How, mu- we need how to much do, is it at? Uh, 16. What's mine at? 23. Oh, really? Oakley Mansion's at 37. We do need to... Gosh, I don't know. We need to do another Uncovered soon, probably, or something. Who knows? Who knows what will happen? Well, we got a uh, photo shoot coming up. <laughs> but yeah, um... <clears throat> uh, this is a, the Same Day, same day Delivery podcast quite a common occurrence you know what that means when i say same day delivery uh it means we record it and post it within the same day yes as soon as we're done recording it will be uh in the process of getting posted uh and i want to make a quick apology to our number one fan dawson resso who doesn't like the throwbacks um oh it's a little annoying you know what does does he have his own podcast no he doesn't no you know, so, Doobie's more supportive than he exactly. is. Exactly. Which I appreciate. Yeah. And he can suck a fat goose egg. And choke. You hear that, Dawson? But not die. Goose egg. Just choke. Yeah, just choke enough to where it becomes like a, a minor inconvenience during his day. Where he, he his voice starts to sound like a frog. Yeah. You know, frog voice. He's like, gah, gah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. But... But yeah, thank you, Doobie, for being supportive. And better. And better. Than the other. I won't refer to him by name. Uh, Even though we just On the did. podcast anymore, starting now, until he changes his, um, changes his criticism. Changes his act. Because that is, that is what I, we probably need to turn that off. It's been off all night. 
Okay, well, is it is it loud? Yeah, it's just like in the I back feel like every time we do something like this, nobody hears. No, what but we're I've been about. listening to them back, and you can hear that. Alright, well, listen. I'm look at this. You do it. <laughs> I got the laptop and the mic on me. Sorry, Douglas is going to turn off our air conditioning. If we just need to get better mics, but <sighs> who knows when that'll happen? Hopefully soon. You know, soon-ish. Soon-ish would be nice. You gotta get them get them paychecks. Yes. Um, but. What is that on the ground? Is that lint? Oh, uh, yeah. There's a feather somewhere. I'm going to vacuum tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, Jackson, how's your new job? Jobs. Jobs, right. Technically, he's, I, I He's a jack of all trades. Technically, I have multiple jobs right now. Did you cut out cardboard and put it on the thing? Yeah. Talking about the... the the, yeah. What would you call that? A toolbox? I and mean, I don't know. That actually doesn't look terrible. See? Right. <laughs> I actually notice it. But yeah, I'm a, I currently um, I'm a DoorDasher. Uh, I have an a a, um, a training for to become a GIS field inspector for like properties. Our downstairs neighbors are annoying. Was that downstairs? That sounded yeah. like right outside our front door. I thought it was downstairs. <laughs> um, GIS. I don't want to tell people about all my stuff. You know, they're not here to listen to my doings and my comings and goings. I guess so. But today, unless you have a ghost story, but not yet. Not yet. We'll not get. We'll get yet. one soon. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We should not just bring. We should go buy. You know, the Dybbuk box and bring it here. Yeah, because it's so cheap. Yeah. And we have that type of money. You just drive out to L.A. Or no, Las, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Go link up with our good old buddy, Zach Bagans. And mm. it's like, hey, man, can we borrow that Dybbuk box? And he's like, for you, anything. Yeah, our podcasts are pretty well known. Yeah. We have like 10 viewers or listeners per episode. So we're Really? I don't know what the average is. It doesn't tell you? I don't want to go look. It'll make me upset. <laughs> well, what do we expect? Time, I think. They just take time. We'll get we'll get big soon. <laughs> we just got to keep it into it. Keep 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 it into it. Keep up with it. Do some stuff on Instagram. Yeah. Promote some out. That's why I'm I'm ready for this photo shoot because it's gonna be altogether paranormally and funny. Yeah, you know, do some promotions. I think we should go to. Um, Get back on our feet. Magnolia Cemetery. I'm following you on this. This is your lead. You're the photo man. I'm just the Let's sexy model. Yeah. Well, that we're, I'm, we're both a promoter to get a, <laughs> a head in this business. Well, we're both models. Yeah, as but well. notice how you just said models, and I referred to myself as a sexy model. Confidence is key if you want to make it in this business. Well, I just referred to you as not a sexy model. Well, but it's okay because I have I brought, confidence. And, and I just brought you back down to earth. No, so. I don't think you did. We'll get down. No. Well, today, so, today I have a trifecta. Oh, shoot. I have, and they're all connected, which I'm very proud of. I didn't realize they were all connected till about five minutes ago when I was reviewing it. Uh, well, like, How did you obviously more than five out? minutes ago because we're seven minutes in. How did I? Well, because I, I, I was looking through my list. Uh, so to, to basically put it, to give a, an idea, uh, an explanation, three people. Three different stories about people, not like, say, like, 
like a mystery or something like that. It's more so just like three different people and like what they brought to the table in terms of the paranormal. Paranormal not being specifically ghosts, just not normal stuff in the world. So, uh, mystery. Phenomena. Mainly mystery. Mainly yeah. mystery. Mainly some mystery. Yeah, we need to. A little bit of alien. Yeah, we need we need to get back into the alien stuff. Don't worry, I have some ideas soon. Um, so today I'm covering. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm just gonna I'm not even gonna reveal who just they're get into doing. It. I'm, I'm just gonna go through it. I, if those people keep slamming shit below us, I'm gonna attack them with a broom. It might be our next door neighbors. No way! Actually, no. From below, we don't have any I'll next let, door neighbors. Yeah, I'll let, yeah, we do. No, we don't. Yes, we do. We do? We have people that just moved in right there. Oh, I don't pay attention to that. I know. Well, so the first man I'm going over is a man by the name of Gary McKinnon. Gary McKinnon. Yes. Why does that sound familiar? Because he is a Scottish systems administrator and hacker who was accused in 2002 of perpetrating the biggest military computer hack of all time. Although McKinnon himself states that he was merely looking for evidence of free energy suppression and a cover-up of UFO activity and other technologies potentially useful to the public. What is free energy suppression, you ask? It's a conspiracy theory that technologically viable, pollution-free, no-cost energy sources are being suppressed by government, corporations, or advocacy groups. I believe it. Um, And then I can go back. I can go over that some more later. If you wanted to. And then we all know what cover-up and UFOs are, so that's not needed. Yeah, we've, we've covered that a couple times. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, it up. Uh, McKinnon was accused of hacking... Okay, so, uh, fair warning. Uh, the first story was a little more fact-based, but it gets better at the end. I just have to... I got to build everything up around it. You know, you can't make a cake without... The eggs. The, the bottom tiers. Yeah. It's like a three-layered like cake or something. Well, tiered. Tiered cake, um, three stacked it's a cake, tiers, maybe. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. So he was accused of hacking into 97 United States military and NASA computers over a 13-month period between February of 2001 and March of 2002 Jeez. at the house of his girlfriend's aunt in London using the name Solo. <laughs> U.S. authorities stated he deleted critical files from operating systems, which shut down the United States Army's. Military District of Washington network for 2,000 computers for 24 of 2,000 computers for 24 hours. He also posted a notice on the military's website. Uh, Your security is crap. And <laughs> after 9/11 in 2001, he deleted weapon logs at the Earl Naval Weapons Station, rendering its network of 300 computers inoperable and paralyzing munitions supplies supply deliveries for the U.S. Navy's Atlantic Fleet. He was also accused of copying data, account files, and passwords onto his computer. And uh, authority stated that the cost of the tracking, the, that the cost of tracking correcting the problem he caused was over seven hundred thousand dollars. While not admitting that it constituted evidence of destruction, McKinnon did admit leaving a threat on one computer. Uh, he was quoted as saying, oh, "No, I don't. Who is saying this? No, I don't know." But uh, U.S. foreign policy is a keen to government-sponsored terrorism these days. It was not a mistake that there was a huge security stand down on September 11th last year. I am solo. I will continue to disrupt at the highest levels. So that was McKinnon. Uh, U.S. authorities stated that McKinnon was trying to downplay his own actions. A senior military officer at the Pentagon told the Sunday Telegraph. Everybody knows about the Sunday Telegraph. Everybody. That is where you get the hard facts from. <laughs> You're right. You don't. I, am I ready for these hard facts? You don't. I, I don't know. 
But he told he told the Sunday Telegraph, U.S. policy is to fight these attacks as strongly as possible. As a result of Mr. McKinnon's actions, we suffered serious damage. This was not some harmless incident. He did very serious and deliberate damage to military and NASA computers and left silly and anti-America messages. All the evidence was that someone was staging a very serious attack on U.S. computer systems. Hmm. Um, McKinnon was first interviewed by police on March 19th of 2002. And after this interview, his computer was seized and he was interviewed again on August 8th, this time by the U.K. National High Tech Crime Unit. In November of the same year, he was indicted by a federal grand jury in the Eastern District of Virginia. The indictment contained seven counts of computer-related crime, each of which carried a potential 10-year sentence. And so this doesn't really pertain, but uh, he was like he had to. Essentially, it was just like a lot of court proceedings. Uh, he like appealed it several times, and then in October of 2012, Theresa May, who, as we all know, is. Uh, you know, I know, but I was just listening. Former, former British politician, yeah, the yeah. Prime Minister of the United Kingdom for three yeah, years. Yeah, that's right. So then, Home Secretary Theresa May announced uh, the House of Com- to the House of Commons that the extradition has been blocked, saying Mr. McKinnon is accused of serious crimes, but there is also no doubt that he is seriously ill. He has Asperger's and suffers from depressive illness. Mr. McKinnon's extradition would give rise to such a high risk of him ending his life that a decision to extradite would be incompatible with Mr. McKinnon's human rights. <laughs> she stated that the Director of Public Prosecutions would determine whether McKinnon should face trial before a British court. And on the 14th of December, the DPP, Director of Public Prosecutions, Keir Starmer, but his middle name's Rodney, so I don't, I don't know why it goes by Keir. Rodney Keir. No, it's Keir Rodney Starmer. Keir Rodney Starmer. Yeah. Uh, he announced that McKinnon would not be prosecuted in the UK because of the difficulties involved in bringing a case against him when the evidence was in the US. Yeah. And of course, there was a judicial review. Um, people were supportive for him, much like they were with Snowden, just because it was like uh, a lot of stuff that they were hiding from the public. Yeah. Pink Floyd's David Gilmour released an online single called Chicago Changed the World on which he sang and played guitar, bass, and keyboards to promote awareness of McKinnon's plight. That's a little fun fact. So some statements to the media. This is what we're looking for. McKinnon has admitted in many public statements that he obtained unauthorized access to computer systems in the U.S., including those mentioned in the United States indictment. He states his motivation, drawn from a statement made before the Washington Press Club on May 2001 by the Disclosure Project... Stephen Greer. Oh, shoot. Yes. Um, I need to watch Unacknowledged again. Yeah. Uh, so, he, so yeah, he states his motivation, drawn from the Disclosure Project, was to find evidence of UFOs, anti-gravity technology, and the suppression of free energy, all of which he states to have proven through his actions. In an well, inter- where's the proof at? Not done. In an interview... Uh, televised on the BBC's Click program, McKinnon stated that he was able to get into the military's network simply by using a Perl script, which is some tech thing I don't want to explain because I don't understand it, <laughs> that searched for blank passwords. In other words, his report suggests that there were computers on these networks with the default passwords active. In his interview with the BBC, he also stated of the Disclosure Project that they are that they 
are some very credible relied upon people all saying yes there is ufo technology there's anti-gravity technology there's free energy and it's extraterrestrial in origin and they've captured spacecraft and reverse engineered it which was said by stephen grew himself mm-hmm. in the unacknowledged uh, documentary he also made a new documentary really? called close encounters of the fifth kind but it's not uh you're talking about that it's only day. on amazon it's not like on netflix which is a little amazon upsetting. prime yeah well, I have Amazon well, Prime. You have to pay for it. With Prime? Yeah. You know movies? You have to rent movies sometimes on Prime. Oh, yeah. No, not on Prime. If they're not with Prime, then you don't have to. Ah, well, then, yeah. yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Um, uh, he said he investigated a NASA photographic expert's claim that at the Johnson Space Center's Building 8, images were, were regularly cleaned of evidence of UFO craft and confirmed this, comparing the raw originals with the processed images. He stated to have viewed a detailed image of something not man-made and cigar-shaped. I'll finish this first. Uh, floating above the northern hemisphere and assuming his view would be undisrupted owing to the hour, he did not think of capturing the image because he was bedazzled and therefore did not think of securing it with the screen capture function in the software at the point when his connection was interrupted. So it's funny they said cigar shape because as you know, recently, um, you know, uh, those videos from the pilots. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one is it's called the Tic Tac. Yeah, because it looks like a Tic Tac, which could shape. also be interpreted as a cigar from really far away. I've I've seen a a lot of. Um, I don't think we've talked about that yet, but just real quick, like the government confirmed that UFOs have interacted with military people before, which basically says uh, aliens are real. Well, I mean, of course aliens are real, but UFOs, it doesn't mean aliens. I know, UFOs doesn't mean aliens. But, I don't know, there's been a lot of cigar-shaped like UFO stories, though, mm-hmm. that I've heard. Oh, so just to cover what the Disclosure Project uh, is, real quick, uh, they seek... The, they seek the disclosure of alleged classified secret UFO information, which is covered in uh, his documentary. And if you look up Stephen Greer, he has a bunch of information, like, on his, like, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, he's, he's my favorite. Uh, so, um, in 2006, a Freedom of Information Act request, request was filed with NASA for all documents pertaining to Gary McKinnon. NASA's documents consisted of printed news articles from the slash dot site, but no other related documents. This was consistent with NASA employees browsing internet articles about Gary McKinnon. The records of such browsing activity are in the public domain. The FOIA documents have been uploaded to the internet for review and can be downloaded. So, so that was Gary McKinnon. Um, So those files that he uncovered can be downloaded, is what you're saying? Uh, no, I think, like, stuff about him that NASA may have looked up yeah. is about him. Jesus. Yeah. It'd be windy. Take a picture of that. A lot of cool stuff at the bottom there that I might look up later. Huh. Cool. So that's Gary McKinnon. Yeah. Essentially, he... Before... Well, so... So, uh, Stephen Greer started in, like, the 90s doing everything because he met with... Clinton, I think, was the first president he worked with. And so, I don't know. So, yeah. So, everything that he found. And so, in the logical sense, 
uh, at least from what I've seen, his claims can be considered as dependable. What's like, like, like when it's like, like true? There's like a term to describe it. Not viable. Viable sounds correct. Maybe it is, but like you like just sounds like he's telling the truth. That's what you're saying. Yeah, no, I'm trying like like something like supporting it. Like his claims can be supported, but I feel like there's a word that would better describe it. I think Bible backed works. up maybe. His his claims can can be seen as truthful due to the fact that NASA, like the U.S. government, went through all that trouble. Well, obviously it was like a breach of security and everything, and they yeah. wanted to get it taken care of. But there's also like nothing here, at least from what I found, that has the peep has them like has like have have people have like denied his claims that work mm-hmm. in the government. So, just just thought. When I did that uh, Bob Lazar episode, like there was, it seemed like. Um, a lot of people like denied his claims versus like Stephen Greer and this guy. Because Bob Lazar didn't have, didn't, wasn't like his big issue was he didn't have a lot of like. I mean, like he didn't have he didn't like, have like like physical like. Proof. I mean, he had proof. Just, like, it was just like talk. I guess there just wasn't enough tangible evidence. But like, I mean, he worked at um, apparently like he worked at Area Fifty One, like that S Four section yeah. where they keep the uh, the. Stop messing with the box. Reverse engineered crafts. Yeah, I'm still looking at um. I'm gonna just I'm looking real quick to see if there's maybe any updates on them. But none of these uh, websites are. There we go. Mm. No, I guess not. Yeah, that's Gary McKinnon. He essentially supported um. The aliens. Dis- the disclosure project. <laughs> he essentially proved them because he was he was inspired by them. We need to see proof. Because Stephen what if you can find someone on the internet? Proof, proof, proof. Is this just like documents, or is there like pictures that he found? I, I don't know. I don't think he he copied any of it. Because remember, he said when he was talking about the cigar one, he didn't like copy it himself. Yeah. I think it was more so just him wanting to look. Yeah. So I don't think it was more so of like a like a going in and trying to like expose it. Gary McKinnon, Alien Proof. Although, for all we know, with how this how I'm this more, I'm actually going, more interested about the uh, the whole like resources thing. Oh well, I'm glad you uh, are are because the next topic is dealing with uh, free energy suppression. So stupid. Have you ever heard of Stanley Meyer's water fuel cell? I think so. So the water fuel cell is a technical design of, of a of a perpetual motion machine created by American Stanley Allen Meyer. Meyer claimed that an automobile retro lift, retrofitted with the device could use water as a fuel instead of gasoline. Meyer's claims about his water fuel cell and the car that it powered were found to be fraudulent by an Ohio court in 1996. It's bullshit. Just a spoiler. Uh, this, yeah. Yes, yes. So, the water fuel cell purportedly split water into its component elements, hydrogen and Have oxygen. Have we talked about this? No. I could have sworn I'd, I did something about... No, I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, so the hydrogen gas... What? I'm looking at these... There's apparently some... 
Uh, what? what? I looked up just images. This guy. Gary McKinnon? Yeah. Okay, and? It's just a bunch of pictures of him. I wonder if, uh, let me, let me see if there's any video, or video, images. So this is, there's, a uh, Stanley Meyer in his water-powered car. It's a cool car. Yeah, it's essentially a dune buggy, and he has, yeah. so, okay, so let me, I need to go finish, because this is actually a really interesting one. Oh, shit. Okay. So, uh, so the hydrogen gas was then burned to generate energy, a process that reconstituted the water molecules. According to Meyer, the device required less energy to perform electrolysis than the minimum energy requirement predicted or measured by conventional science. The mechanism really? of action was alleged to involve Brown's gas, a mixture of oxyhydrogen with a ratio of 2 to 1, the same composition as liquid water, which would then be mixed with ambient air... Um, Nitrogen, oxygen, carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, methane, chlorofluorocarbons, free radicals slash electrons, radiation, etc. Did they whack this guy? If the device worked oh, as specified, man. it would violate both the first and second laws of thermodynamics, although allowing operation as a perpetual motion machine. Throughout his patents, Meyer and so... Well, no, I need to finish this because then I can explain everything. So throughout his patents, Meyer used the term fuel cell or water fuel cell to refer to the portion of his device in which electricity is passed through water to produce hydrogen and oxygen. Meyer's use of the term in this sense is contrary to its usual meaning in science and engineering, in which such cells are conveniently called electrolytic cells. Furthermore, the term fuel cell is usually reserved for cells that produce electricity from a chemical redox reaction. Whereas Mars' fuel cell consumed electricity, as shown in his patents and in the circuit pictured on the right. So, obviously this is in Wikipedia. Uh, Meyer describes in a 1990 patent the use of, the, of a water fuel assembly and portrays some images of his fuel cell water capacitor. According to the patent, in this case, the term fuel cell refers to a single unit of the invention comprising a water capacitor cell that produces the fuel gas in accordance with the method of invention. Uh, so here's um, no, here we go. Here's the circuit patent. I can read that. Yeah, I totally understand <laughs> what he means when he says primary coil and control circuit and the so, voltage I mean, amplitude control variable. Just in a basic like, he just has a, has water, runs electricity through it, produces like what hydrogen, and then it's burned off to create. I guess fuel. Yeah, the hydrogen gas that was so once like once the water was split into hydrogen and oxygen, the hydrogen is then burned, creating energy. Mm-hmm. You want to hear something weird? Mm. I was about to do this as if I, it was like my water, but it's my mic. Okay. So in a news report on an Ohio TV station, Meyer demonstrated a dune buggy he claimed was powered by his water fuel cell. He stated that only 22 U.S. gallons or What's that in liters, Douglas? It's about it's about eight, right? Eight and a half. Eight. This is. That's eight. And then three. Eighty-three. There we go. Eighty-three <laughs> liters of water. Cut that to make me sound smart. Okay. So he stated that that was um, was. 
that only that okay he stated yeah. that only 22 gallons of water were required to travel from LA to New York furthermore really? Meyer claimed to have replaced the spark plugs with injectors that introduced a hydrogen oxygen mixture into the engine cylinders cylinders the water was subjected to an electrical resonance that disso that dis disso dissociated it into its basic atomic makeup the water fuel cell would split the water into hydrogen and oxygen gas, which would then be combusted back into water vapor in a conventional internal combustion engine to produce net energy. Whoa. Philip Ball, uh, writing in academic journal Nature, characterized Meyer's claims as pseudoscience, noting that it's not easy to establish how Meyer's car was meant to work, except that it involved a fuel cell that was able to split water using less energy than was released by recombination of the elements. Crusaders against pseudoscience can rant and rave as much as they like, but in the end, they might as well accept that the myth of water as a fuel cell is never going to go away. To date, no peer-reviewed studies of Myers' devices has been published to in the scientific literature. As an article in journal Nature described Myers' claim as one more water is fuel myth. So in 1996, he was sued by two investors to whom he had sold dealerships, offering the right to do business in water fuel cell technology. His car is due to be examined by the expert witness Michael Lawton, professor of electrical engineering at Queen Mary University of London and fellow of the Royal Academy of Engineering. However, Meyer made what Professor Lawton considered a lame excuse on the days of examination and did not allow the test to proceed. His water fuel cell was later examined by three expert witnesses in court who found that there was nothing revolutionary about the cell at all and that it was simply using conventional electrolysis. The, the court found Meyer had committed gross and egregious fraud and ordered him to repay the two investors their 25 grand. <laughs> Stanley Meyer uh, died suddenly on March 20th, 1998 while dining at a restaurant. His brother claimed that during a meeting with two Belgian investors in a restaurant, Meyer suddenly ran outside saying they poisoned me. After an investigation, the Grove City Police went with the Franklin County Coroner uh, report that ruled that Meyer, who had high blood pressure, had died of a cerebral aneurysm. Some of Meyer supporters believed that he was assassinated to suppress his inventions. They whacked him. Meyer's patents have expired. His inventions are now in the public domain, available for all to use without restriction or any form of payment. And no engine or vi vehicle manufacturer has incorporated Meyer's work. Because if they do, they get whacked too. That's crazy. What what happened to his car? I don't know. The one model. Technically, it's all public domain, so we gotta find it. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So. I have another. Um, so I actually, I would like to cover free energy suppression as a whole because I have just decided that um, I was going to go over Nikolai Tesla yeah. and his missing files, but that's for another time. Instead, I'm going to go over free energy suppression conspiracy theory because Woo! that's a good one. So I need to write down, actually, in the future to not to redo Nikolai Tesla so I can remember to do it. Okay, he's still there. Do it. Let me get rid of Stanley Meyer, and let me get of Gary McKinnon. All right, so what is free energy suppression? 
As yes. I said earlier, it's a conspiracy theory that uh, like these energy sources are being suppressed by governments, corporations, and advocacy groups. Devices allegedly suppressed include perpetual motion machines, cold fusion generators, torus-based generators, reverse-engineered extraterrestrial technology, and other generally unproven low-cost energy sources. The alleged suppression, or weakening, is claimed to have occurred since the mid-19th century and allegedly perpetrated by various government agencies, corporate powers, special interest groups, and fraudulent investors. The special interest groups are usually claimed to be associated with the fossil fuel or nuclear industry whose business models would be threatened. Uh, claims of suppression include the claim that the scientific community has controlled and suppressed research into alternative avenues of energy generation via the institutions of peer review and academic pressure. The claim that devices exist which are capable of extracting significant and usable power from pre-existing unconventional energy reservoirs, such as the quantum vacuum zero-point energy, for little or no cost, but are being suppressed. Some notable people who have been claimed to be suppressed, harassed, or killed for their research are Stanley Meyer and John Kansius, who we're about to go over. Kansius! Notable proponents of this conspiracy theory include uh, Gary McKinnon. Um, so there's also there's like... a connection. Well, so, so like zero-point energy... Um, is an example the Nord Vet effect, Nord which is vet. a hypothetical relative motion between the Earth and the Moon, which would be observed if the gravitational self energy of a body contributed differently to its gravitational mass than its inertial mass. Uh, gravitational energy, which is a potential energy, a physical object with mass, has in relation to another massive. So essentially, they're like. More of like a nat, like a literal natural way of energy. That's what mm -hmm. all those are. If you want to look those up, you can. They're uh, associated with free energy suppression conspiracies. Uh, and I also go over. What is this? The cultural impact of extraterrestrial contact. Wow, this is long. I'm not even gonna go with that. <laughs> We're gonna go over John Kansius though. Kansas. So John Kansius was an American inventor, radio and TV engineer, and one-time station owner and ham radio operator from Erie, Pennsylvania. And he invented a method that, he claims, could treat virtually all forms of cancer with no side effects and without the need for surgery or medication. <laughs> he also demonstrated a device that generated flammable hydrogen-containing gas from salt water solution by the use of radio waves. In the media, he was, this was dubbed burning salt water. And both effects involve the use of his radio frequency transmitter. So Kansius, who was self-taught, stated that he was motivated to research the subject of cancer treatment by his own experiences undergoing chemo for non-Hopkins lymphoma. And he died of B-cell leukemia with complications from pneumonia without seeing FDA-approved and commercialization of his invention. Huh. So was he trying to treat himself as well? He was, well, no, he was, I just explained it. He was motivated yeah, to do all that because chemo. he was, yeah. He, yeah. But he, I don't think he was trying to treat himself per se, more so just a generalization of it. That's weird. So Kansius RF therapy is an experimental cancer therapy that employs a combination of either gold or carbon nanoparticles and radio waves. The specific absorption rate for radio waves by living tissue in the proposed wavelengths and intensities level is very low. Metals absorb this energy much more efficiently than tissue through dielectric heating. Uh, Richard Smalley, 
who is a, he was the Gene and Norman Hackerman Professor of Chemistry at Rice. Rice. Uh, so Rice is like, isn't Rice like a really smart school? Mm-hmm. It's in, it's in Texas, Houston, I think. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, well, so it it's in Texas. You know, our boy Dick. Uh, he suggested that carbon nanotubes could be used uh, to similar purpose. If nanoparticles were to be preferentially bound to cancer sites, cancer cells could be destroyed or induced into apoptosis, uh, which is a form of programmed cell death, while leaving healthy tissue relatively unharmed. Hmm. This preferential targeting represents a major technical challenge. According to a presentation by Dr. Stephen Curley, essentially all forms of cancer are potentially treatable using Kansius RF therapy. And he built a prototype Kansius RF device in his home and formed ThermMed LCC or LLC to test and market his inventions. The device was tested at University of Pittsburgh Medical Center in 2005. And as of March 23, 2007, preliminary research using the device at the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center had taken place and the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. If federal approval is granted, testing on human patients may follow. Uh, later in 2007, Kansas demonstrated that the same 13.56 megahertz radio frequency could be used to dissociate hydrogen and oxygen from a salt water solution, which could then be burned. Rustam Roy, a material scientist at Pennsylvania State University, clarified that the disassociate, dissociated hydrogen was burning, not the water itself. The salt water isn't burning per se, despite appearances. The radio frequencies act to weaken the bonds between the elements that make up salt water, releasing the hydrogen. And uh, as far as coverage goes, from like being able to like show people what this is, he only ever received local attention. Hmm. So never anything national. And let me see. I wonder until now when yeah. we talked about him. I wonder if there's anything about the RF therapy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, September 2019. Fairly recent. That's actually really um, recent. Neotherma Oncology, the company that owns the patent rights to John Kansius's non-invasive radio wave cancer device has announced that human trials on a new version of the late Mill Creek Township Inventors device could begin later this year. The Kansas-based company posted on its website that the FDA designated the new device called VET, VECT RX, a breakthrough device for treating pancreatic cancer. Designating it as a breakthrough device expedites the process of human trials. Uh, so they've been doing human well, trials. So, well, they were starting it. I don't know if there's... Human trials in sight. Uh, it's May. It's no. The latest thing I can find is well uh, October. So what is this one? Same website. So um, human trials in sight. In more than a year, Radio Silence his fighting can- Kansas's cancer fighting radio wave device is once again grabbing attention locally. New version uh, have been as any breakthrough device. Uh, expedites the process of human trials. The news comes nearly two years after they were moved. So, no, the last thing that I can find is... Just that, dated... See, John Kansas 2020. 
Come on. Load. There we go. Uh, January 10, 2020. I'm still talking about human trials. <laughs> it's like it keeps getting pushed back somehow. This article says that uh, dated January 10, 2020, the owners of the Kansas device applied for human trials. But as far as it's looking, let me do Kansas device. It looks like they're still like haven't been approved, which you could claim as a conspiracy theory of its own. No, yeah. The most recent thing available is that they have applied for human trials. Yeah. And that is all that. That's an appropriate amount of free energy suppression conspiracy. That I is mean, what it's called, right? It's a mouthful. Free, I can't remember what it's called specifically. Hold free on. energy suppression. Free energy suppression conspiracy theory. Yeah. All right. So I yeah. mean, there's definitely there are definitely alternatives for so, energy out there. So I mean, wind. I mean, we're sort of doing that. Sun. Yeah, but there's no money in that shit. The reason that's why they the don't reason, want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, the reason people say there is a thing for the suppression is because there's no money in that. So it's essentially the stock market, which is built around corporations using energy as one of the biggest ways to make money, would then yeah. collapse. But in hindsight, it wouldn't. It would cl- it would dip because the economy is not used to that. But then it would essentially even out and get used to the way it's going now. And then there would be a lot more resources that people could use for shit that actually matters. Yeah. Which is. Well, uh, and there'd be less, you know, CO two emissions going into the atmosphere, and then. Temperatures would hopefully start to lower. It's just that uh, you gotta you gotta knock one domino over just to get the rest to fall. You know. What I think would essentially shut down this whole theory is to have the fucking biggest proprietor of free energy, or essentially better for the environment energy is to just have Elon Musk work on both the fucking patents. Well, work on Stanley Myers' patent and then fucking... He's just, he's just obsessed with space push right now. The, push the Kansas... So it's called the Kansas RF therapy treatment. Yeah. So we gotta remember that. So the reason I didn't cover Nikolai Tesla... To summarize very Nikolai. quickly... Nikolai Tesla was a big proponent when he was alive about, like, free energy. Like, that's what all, like, the Tesla coils and everything. And that's why... That's like what made him like so famous because like he was able to create this. I don't without giving too much away, a lot of his shit disappeared after he died, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to cover that on its own whole thing because yeah. there's a lot to that instead of put it with. That could, Gary that could definitely be a whole topic. Yeah, so I have it written down. I might do that next week, just or not next week, but my next time, just to kind of give it a continuation. So I'm yeah. probably gonna do that. So look for Nikolai Tesla in the future. I need to but find. Yeah. A, I need to find a topic. So that that is the. I have a list. I have a list. That is the free energy, free energy suppression conspiracy theory, roughly. It was kind of a on the book thing, but it went went very well. I thought that was good. Um, it, it, it definitely makes you question the higher ups. Well, dude, obviously I don't. We, we already question those. Don't trust it makes them. you think about the fact that nothing like this. Well, then that could be a conspiracy theory of itself. Media could... Well, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's fucking known. It, I don't know why people talk It's about. just the reptilian elite toying with us. Oh, I thought it was they, the NWO. Same thing. That's Some true. people think. 
Um, but I mean, they've been they've been playing like so. You know, a thousand years for them is not a long time. What? It's just it's not. I mean, a thousand. So they've years. been they've been here for over, I'd say, ten thousand years. Who? Reptiles. Oh. Other dimensional I creatures. Think, I don't think reptilian elite are a thing. Well, they're toying with us and hiding these free energy, you know, things, so that we are slowly destroying our world. Because that's what they do. They do, they destroy planets. They're taking their time. They are. Yeah. It's because we're so goddamn entertaining. So what are your thoughts on the free energy suppression? Uh, it's happening. Yeah. Do you think... There's definitely much better... Like, we already know there's much better alternatives out there, but people you know, people are so goddamn caught up and like, oh, my wallet's getting thin. Let's go burn some more coal and make go some more money. Oil. And, it's, you know, dig up some fossil fuels. And the Like, dude, there's so much money in oil companies. Saudi Arabian princes. Yeah. One like every fucking two miles. I so see. what are your thoughts on Stanley Meyer? Well, let's go. Let's go in order between Stanley Meyer's invention and then uh, John Kansius. Um, Obviously, Gary McKinnon didn't have one. I mean, I think the, the that we're yeah. talking about it. Well, him, you know, stuff has been released. It's it's that all, backs up what yeah. he found. So yeah. it only further can solidify the claim of. Free energy solution yeah. or free energy suppression. Yeah, because um, the other stuff that he found has been confirmed essentially. Then the water cell thing, I think. I mean, he got whacked. That's viable. There was obviously something there. He he didn't. You know, that wasn't natural causes how he died. He obviously, if he went out of the restaurant screaming, oh, they, what did he say? He was like, they they poisoned they me. poisoned me. Like he was obviously on edge or something. Yeah. Um. What, did you know if he was like a recluse or anything? It did not describe anything like that. Hmm. I remember. I, I, I do remember I seeing a thing about him on Mysteries at the Museum. I'm pretty sure. I used to watch that show. That show's very good. Yeah. Um. But then you know the cancer, uh, alternative John treatment. Kansius. Yeah. Um. If obviously people have found it, you know they think it could work. They're gonna. I mean, they might have already started human trials on it. I, I mean, I guess if they did, we would have found something. But um, that would definitely. I feel like that would be a. a I big mean, the 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 whole thing that connects these three uh, theories is people hiding, like covering these things up, just to make some money. Cause I mean, how much do people pay for chemo treatments? I'll look it up real quick. Uh, it's it's a shit ton. Therapy cost. Depending on the drug and type of cancer treats, the average monthly cost of chemo drugs can range from one to twelve grand. A cancer patient requires four chemo sessions a year. It could cost them up to forty-eight grand in total, which is beyond the average annual income. And I mean, how many people go through chemo a year? Oh God! Okay, let me get that. <laughs> Chemo so it's forty average patients. average cost is about forty eight thousand. That's that's the highest it can yeah. be. Each year, about sixty five six hundred and fifty thousand cancer patients receive chemo. So if we so what would the 
What's half of 48? 24, 24 right? Yeah. So if we do... You just go into the through the, the median. Thousand times six hundred fifty. Fifty. That is fifteen point six million dollars alone, and mm. that's that's just an average of like yeah. the cost. So well, you just even. you just went through the median cost of uh Yeah. Um, but uh, at the lowest, they'd still make six point five million dollars, and at the most, they would make I guess double. I guess they just don't. They just don't want to. So it'd be thirty. I mean. Two no thirty one point two. Yeah, I mean that's relatively like for the higher like that one percent of like the rich one percent. That's like that's probably pocket change. That's Jeff Bezos' pocket change, man. I hate that guy. Yeah, but um, I mean they don't want to they don't want to give up that quick buck, in my opinion. It's fucked up. Do we sound crazy for saying this? No. Oh. I mean, is it is it crazy to say, yeah, there are people out there that are so obsessed with their money that they don't want, you know, no, that's a, a cancer a treatment alternative. Disney, Disney fucking charges you $13 for a drink there. Just because they can. You'd buy it because, you know what? You're at Disney World. Just because you can. <laughs> so, like, there's obviously people who care nothing more than yeah. just make as much money as possible. While there are good people at Disney, I'm not saying Disney's terrible. I love Disney. I also hate Disney at times. I can live without Disney. I could, too. I'd much rather go to Univert. No, I wouldn't. I can live without. Star I could just live without any. I really want to see that. You know what? Okay, I say that, but I want to go to... Pandora first, and then I can live without Disney. I want to go to Galaxy's Edge. Although... Yeah, that looked cool. I don't know. Uh, we're getting off topic about yeah. Disney. Disney's a whole nother rant that no one wants to hear us talk about. They ruined but Star Wars. This is a message to all the they good aliens Star out Wars. there. Just mess with it badly. Come save us. <laughs> yeah, you know, talk to our guy Stephen Greer. And then talk Steven. about what to do. And then we we messaged your secretary the other. <laughs> like, we messaged oh. like two months ago. We we, we emailed we emailed Stephen Greer a while ago. Uh, just what did to go on a limb. What did the person say? Um, we're only. I actually can go look because yeah. we haven't used the Nightstorm's email in quite some time. That'd be funny if we got an email back. Uh, Dr. Greer is not scheduling any interviews right now, and, and as you can imagine, when we do start scheduling after the new film is released, he will only have time to do interviews with groups that reach many, many people. <laughs> shout out to Anna oh, Kramer. What a shot. What a shot shout to out, my heart. Shout out Anna Kramer. Shout out. Thank you for being honest. I respect that. Maybe when if we get to 15 people... She'll be like, okay, I see you. Hey, Steven, get on this guy's podcast. <sighs> Imagine if he was just sitting right there. And we could, we no, could talk he'd be sitting in this chair. That's true. I'd be sitting in the you know what? I'd, chair. I'd, we'd make a throne for him. Out we of, would. Out of our furniture. <laughs> we would. <laughs> Imagine what a cool conversation that would be. We wouldn't even I'd need have, to research a topic. I'd have so many questions. Yeah. I just want to talk to him for hours. That would be cool. Damn. Whatever. All right, but free energy suppression. You heard it here from us, too. We think it's real. Pretty safe to say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Do you think it's real? You're not alone. DM us. Yeah, yeah. Someone DM us. Just say, uh, it's real. Yeah, just say, it's real. I would be ecstatic. And I know people listen, and I know you know that we have an Instagram, so just do it once. Maybe we need to say this at the start of the podcast. I wonder if y'all can hear the rain, because it's pouring right now. No, let's hold the mics towards it. Ooh. I'm getting a little bit of pickup. Ooh. Just a little bit, though. Not a whole lot. Pickup. All right. Well, thank you for listening. About the free energy suppression conspiracy theory. Why do the guys on the table? Douglas, his topic will be something, and I will come back next next week. Yeah, my my topic will be something, and we will talk about something about that Said topic. Something yeah. Using a laptop. Yes. Um. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do Tesla next. So you should. Be prepared. Does does this couch poke you sometimes? Yeah, the little feathers. But yeah, uh, so be on the lookout for Tesla and Douglas's. Happy Whatever Sunday. Whatever that'll be. If it's raining where you're at, although I'm pretty sure it's raining almost everywhere in the U.S. right now. At least on the Gulf Coast. That's true. But this storm's supposed to go all the way up to Canada. Ooh. Yeah. Where can they find us? Uh, oh, excuse me. You can find us, our apartment address. Shut <laughs> up, No. <laughs> Where can um, they find us on Instagram? At nightswims.podcast. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, DM us. You, I mean, we would have a full-blown conversation with you on, on Instagram if you we want. We would. And if you want to come on the podcast because you have stories, tell yeah. us that, too. You don't have to, like, tell like come on. You can just, like... We can have a Zoom call. You can just text us about it. Like, e- like email us it or, like, just DM us about it. Yeah. And then we'll read it out. That'll be a listener spotlight episode. We've done two of those. I think we'd love to do more. Have we done two, or I yeah, thought we, we did one? Two. We did two. Oh. Thank you for listening. As yes. always, I've been Jackson, the better host. I didn't yawn this episode while reading. That's good. Pretty ha- Fuck. <laughs> I was pretty happy. Good. Oh. I was pretty happy I about that playing. until just now. Now you're yawning? I see. There. Now I go again. <laughs> what time is it? What time is it? <laughs> one o'clock. Um, happy yeah. Sunday. Yeah, happy and Sunday. We love you all. And I love you more. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.